10 part 3 of Ovid's Metamorphoses This is a LibriVox recording all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org Metamorphoses by Publius Ovidius Naso translated by Brooks Moore book 10 part 3 Perhaps you may have heard of a swift maid who ran much faster than swift-footed men contesting in the race. What they have told is not an idle tale. She did excel them all, and you could not have said whether her swift speed or her beauty was more worthy of your praise. When this maid once consulted with an oracle of her fate after marriage, the god answered her, You, Atalanta, never will have need of husband, who will only be your harm. For your best good you should avoid the tie but surely you will not avoid your harm, and while yet living you will lose yourself. She was so frightened by the oracle she lived unwedded in far shaded woods, and with harsh terms repulsed insistent throngs of suitors. I will not be won, she said, till I am conquered first in speed. Contest the race with me. A wife and couch shall both be given to reward the swift, but death must recompense the one who lags behind this must be the condition of a race indeed she was that pitiless but such the power of beauty a rash multitude agreed to her harsh terms hippomenes had come a stranger to the cruel race with condemnation in his heart against the raising young men for their headstrong love and said why seek a wife at such a risk but when he saw her face and perfect form disrobed for perfect running such a form as mine adonis or as yours if you were woman he was so astonished he raised up his hands and said oh pardon me brave men whom i was blaming i could not then realize the value of the prize you strove for and as he is praising her his own heart leaping with love's fire he hopes no young man may outstrip her in the race and full of envy fears for the result but why he cries is my chance in the race untried divinity helps those who dare but while the hero waited in his mind the virgin flew as if her feet had wings although she seemed to him in flight as swift as any scythian arrow he admired her beauty more and her swift speed appeared in her most beautiful the breeze bore back the streamers on her flying ankles while her hair was tossed back over her white shoulders the bright-trimmed ribbons at her knees were fluttering, and over her white girlish body came a pink flush, just as when a purple awning across a marble hall gives it a wealth of borrowed hues. And while Hippomenes in wonder gazed at her, the goal was reached, and Atalanta crowned victorious with festal wreath, and all the vanquished youths paid the death penalty with sighs and groans, according to the stipulated bond. Not frightened by the fate of those young men, he stood up boldly in the midst of all, and fixing his strong eyes upon the maiden, said, Where is the glory in an easy victory over such weaklings? Try your fate with me. If fortune failed to favor you, how could it shame you to be conquered by a man? Megarius of Onchestus is my father, his grandsire Neptune, god of all the seas. I am descendant of the king of waves and add to this my name for manly worth has not disgraced the fame of my descent if you should prove victorious against this combination 
you will have achieved a great enduring name the only one who ever bested great hippomenes while he was speaking atalanta's grace grew softer in her vacillating hopes to conquer and be conquered till at last her heart unbalanced argued in this way it must be some god envious of youth wishing to spoil this one prompts him to seek wedlock with me and risk his own dear life i am not worth the price if i may judge his beauty does not touch me but i could be moved by it i must consider he is but a boy it is not he himself who moves me but his youth sufficient cause for thought are his great courage and his soul fearless of death what of his high descent great-grandson of the king of all the seas what of his love for me that has such great importance he would perish if his fate denied my marriage to him oh strange boy go from me while you can abandon hope of this alliance stained with blood a match with me is fatal other maids will not refuse to wed you and a wiser girl will gladly seek your love but what concern is it of mine when i but think of those who have already perished let him look to it himself and let him die since he is not warned by his knowledge of the fate of many other suitors he declares quite plainly he is weary of his life shall he then die because it must be his one hope to live with me and suffer death though undeserved for me because he loves my victory will not ward off the hate the odium of the deed but it is not a fault of mine o oh, fond fond man i would that you had never seen me but you are so madly set upon it i could wish you may prove much the swifter oh how dear how lovable is his young girlish face ah doomed hippomenes i only wish mischance had never let you see me you are truly worthy of a life on earth if i had been more fortunate and not denied a happy marriage day i would not share my bed with any man but you all this the virgin atalanta said and knowing nothing of the power of love she is so ignorant of what she does she loves and does not know she is in love meanwhile her father and the people all loudly demanded the accustomed race a suppliant the young hippomenes invoked me with his anxious voice i pray to you o venus queen of love be near and help my daring smile upon the love you have inspired the breeze not envious wafted this prayer to me and i confess it was so tender it did move my heart i had but little time to give him aid there is a field there which the natives call the field tamasus the most prized of all the fertile lands of cyprus this rich field in ancient days was set apart for me by chosen elders who decreed it should enrich my temples yearly in this field there grows a tree with gleaming golden leaves and all its branches crackle with bright gold since i was coming from there by some chance i had three golden apples in my hand which i had plucked with them i planned to aid hippomenes while quite invisible to all but him i taught him how to use those golden apples for his benefit the trumpet soon gave signal for the race and both of them crouching flashed quickly forth and skimmed the surface of the sandy course with flying feet you might even think those two could graze the sea with unwet feet and pass over the ripened heads of standing grain shouts of applause gave courage to the youth the cheering multitude cried out to him now is the time to use your strength go on hippomenes bend to the work you're sure to win 
it must be doubted who was most rejoiced by those brave words megaria's son or shonius's daughter oh how often when she could have passed him she delayed her speed and after gazing long upon his face reluctantly again would pass him now dry panting breath came from his weary throat the gold still far away then neptune sion threw one of three golden apples atalanta with wonder saw it eager to possess the shining fruit she turned out of her coast picked up the rolling gold hippomenes passed by her while spectators roared applause increasing speed she overcame delay made up for time lost and again she left the youth behind she was delayed again because he tossed another golden apple she followed him and passed him in the race the last part of the course remained he cried be near me goddess while i use your gift with youthful might he threw the shining gold in an oblique direction to the side so that pursuit would mean a slow return the virgin seemed to hesitate in doubt whether to follow after his third prize i forced her to turn for it take it up and adding weight to the gold fruit she held impeded her with weight and loss of time for fear my narrative may stretch beyond the race itself the maiden was outstripped hippomenes then led his prize away adonis did i not deserve his thanks with tribute of sweet incense but he was ungrateful and forgetful of my help he gave me neither frankincense nor thanks such conduct threw me into sudden wrath and fretting at the slight i felt i must not be despised at any future time i told myself twas only right to make a just example of them they were near a temple hidden in the forest which glorious echion in remembered time had built to rhea mother of gods in payment of a vow so wearied from the distance travelled they were glad to have a needed rest hippomenes while there was seized with love his heart could not control a passion caused by my divinity quite near the temple was a cave-like place covered with pumice it was hallowed by religious veneration of the past within the shadows of that place a priest had stationed many wooden images of golden gods the lovers entered there and desecrated it the images were scandalized and turned their eyes away the tower-crowned mother sibylle at first prepared to plunge the guilty pair beneath the waves of sticks but such a punishment seemed light and so their necks that had been smooth were covered instantly with tawny manes their fingers bent to claws their arms were changed to forelegs and their bosoms held their weight and with their tails they swept the sandy ground their casual glances anger and instead of words they utter growls they haunt the woods a bridal room to their ferocious taste and now fierce lions they are terrible to all of life except to sibylle whose harness has subdued their champing jaws my dear adonis keep away from all such savage animals avoid all those who did not turn their fearful backs in flight but offer their bold breasts to your attack lest courage should be fatal to us both indeed she warned him harnessing her swans she travelled swiftly through the yielding air but his rash courage would not heed advice by chance his dogs which followed a sure track aroused a wild boar from his hiding-place and as he rushed out from his forest lair adonis pierced him with a glancing stroke infuriated the fierce boar's curved snout first struck the spare shaft from his bleeding side and while the trembling youth was seeking where to find a safe retreat the savage beast raced after him while at last he sank his deadly tusk deep in adonis's groin and stretched him dying on the yellow sand
and now sweet aphrodite borne through air in her light chariot had not yet arrived at cyprus on the wings of her white swans afar she recognized his dying groans and turned her white birds towards the sound and when down looking from the lofty sky she saw him nearly dead his body bathed in blood she leaped down tore her garment tore her hair and beat her bosom with distracted hands and blaming fate said but not everything is at the mercy of your cruel power my sorrow for adonis will remain enduring as a lasting monument each passing year the memory of his death shall cause an imitation of my grief your blood adonis will become a flower perennial was it not allowed to you persephone to transfer menthe's limbs into sweet fragrant mint and can this change of my beloved hero be denied to me her grief declared she sprinkled his blood with sweet-smelling nectar and his blood as soon as touched by it began to effervesce just as transparent bubbles always rise in rainy weather nor was there a pause more than an hour when from adonis blood exactly of its colour a loved flower sprang up such as pomegranates give to us small trees which later hide their seeds beneath a tough rind but the joy it gives to man is short-lived for the winds which give the flower its name anemone shake it right down because its slender hold always so weak lets it fall to the ground from its frail stem End of book ten part three